Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. I hope that you're having a great study as you are concluding the 10 in month 12. Our spark is coming right up August 22nd to 25th, and it is in that PTP Spark that we will have three live live stream lessons for our diggers. One it will be a recap of last year's study, the 10. One will be an introduction of our new study, and the middle one will be a recognition and a reveal. We'll recognize those people who have completely finished the 10, and maybe a few other people as well, and then we will reveal our new study. All of that will be happening between the 22nd and 25th of August. Watch the Digging Deep page for more details about that. Hope you can join us in person. Registration is still up at westhuntsville.org and at polishingthepulpit.com. You can register still for Spark, and that registration will close on August 14th. But if you can't join us live, be sure you do get to join us for those three special digging sessions that will be live streamed from PTP Spark in Huntsville, Alabama. So we are studying our last lesson, and the first question says, find examples in online research of biblical quotations and artwork displayed on stone in monuments and museums in our nation's capital and list some here. Those are really easy to find, but you probably will not scratch the surface because I'm telling you, God's Word in an era in which we're trying to remove God's Word or those are trying to remove God's Word from all publicly funded facilities, books, education systems, etc. In that era, it's really hard to take away the Word of God that is in stone in our nation's capital. And so I'm just going to scratch the surface on that first question for you and tell you to go there and do likewise. But there are images of the Ten Commandments themselves in lots of buildings across D.C. There's a bronze that's in the floor of the National Archives. There's a bronze statue of Moses in the main reading room of the Library of Congress. In the Supreme Court, there are lots of examples. Um, there's a lattice work that surrounds the Supreme Court bar seating where the justices sit, and there are dozens of locations there that reference Moses and the Ten Commandments. There's the gable apex, and uh, there's a picture of that in your book, if you have the book, that has Moses in the center with the Ten Commandments. And then there is um, a frieze that is above the justices. And if you're walking out the back door of the room where the Supreme Court convenes, then there's a big oak door at the rear of that chamber. And he is, um, there's a frieze there also, or a carving there. So then I just took the three main monuments. I mean, these are the three monuments that will be on your to-do list should you visit the city of Washington, D.C. I've been to all three of these, and it, it just strikes you when you walk into these monuments how God is everywhere. So first, the Washington Monument. There are 
phrases in the blocks of those walls in stone. Holiness to the Lord. Search the scriptures. May heaven to this union continue its beneficence. In God we trust. The memory of the just is blessed. Direct quotation from Proverbs chapter 10. And this Latin inscription, Laus Deo, praise be to God, is on the capstone of that monument. Moving to the Jefferson Memorial, uh, four of the quotations from Jefferson are God-centered. I mean, there are, um, if you include the statue itself, the uh, frieze below the dome, and if you include, well, the, the frieze below the dome, and then there are four walls. So we have five main quotations, and four of those are very much God-centered. So if we look at those, the frieze below the dome says, I've sworn upon the altar of God eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. And then, but, but this is just um, very moving when you look at these four walls, especially three of them. On the uh, panel of the Southwest interior wall, excerpts from the Declaration of Independence, beginning with, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. Among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you can quote that, I'm sure. And then on the Northwest interior wall is, unbelievably, um, an excerpt from the 1777 Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom, written by Jefferson. And it begins by saying, Almighty God has created the mind free. All attempts to influence it by temporal punishments or burdens are a departure from the plan of the holy author of our religion. No man shall be compelled to frequent or support any religious worship or ministry or shall otherwise suffer on account of his religious opinions or belief. Did you get that? No man will be compelled to support any religious worship. It's not, we're not going to have a state religion. But no man shall suffer on account of his religious opinions or belief. But all men shall be free to profess and by argument to maintain their opinions in matters of religion. Wow. And then we have um, the northeast interior wall. And these are from multiple sources. But they begin by saying God who gave us life, gave us liberty. And then he asked this question, can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are the gift of God? And then he says, indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. And then it is only the southeast interior wall that's redacted and from a letter that he wrote in 1816 and it really does not have a direct reference to God. So we have five main places of quotations from Jefferson in the Jefferson Monument. Four of those are very much God-centered. And then we look at the Lincoln Memorial and it has lots and lots of citations of Bible verses 
including we here highly resolve that this nation under God, etc. The Almighty has his own purposes. Woe to the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh, Matthew 18, 7. The, judgment, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether, that's Psalm 19, 9. One day every valley shall be exalted, and every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed in all flesh see it together from Dr. Martin Luther King's speech and that is of course based on Isaiah 40 verses 4 and 5 which is a reference to the establishment of the kingdom of God the church I believe so we have that is just you know not even I guess proverbially proverbially scratching the surface of well, it's not scratching the surface of what we see in Washington, D.C. That's just a few of the more, um, of the, I guess, a few of the more prominent places where God's name is mentioned. We haven't even discussed the Capitol building yet. Uh, several other very, the White House, we haven't discussed those, but... Um, what is more powerful, number two in your book says, than any artwork depicting Moses is the profound influence that the Judeo-Christian system, and especially the law of Moses, had on the formation of our American legal system. So we're going to look at, at that a little bit later on in the month. I just wanted to begin by just giving you some a simple beginning to the answer to question number one and you could really go for a long time just answering question one i hope you have a great study this month i hope that you are able to join us for the live streams later on in the month have a great one